Alright, here we go. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Some Assembly Required. We're very excited that you're here with us today. Today in the studio, we have Pastor Renee. How's it going, Pastor Renee? Marvelous. Excellent. All right. So today we are, we're actually going to break up James chapter two into two parts. Um, we're going to talk in the first episode, we're going to talk about favorism. And then the second uh, part of the episode, we're going to talk about faith in action. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to jump in? You bet. All right. Here we go. Let's get ready to do this. So favorite, favoritism. I can't even pronounce the word. Look at that. <laughs> favoritism. Uh, what does that look like, you know, in the church? What do you think? Um, I know sometimes it's easier said than done when we listen to a sermon to be like, oh, I understand that. I get that. It's it's there. But maybe a, like a practical down to earth kind of way of looking at it is, um, you know, I've been thinking about this whole favoritism on the playground. Yeah. When kids are picked. Okay. So I struggle with this because part of me goes, okay. It's definitely favoritism when I wasn't picked as the kid because I wasn't as good at that sport. Right. But then I also think if I'm the kid picking kids and I want to win, yeah. is it so wrong? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Competition kicks it in me so much when it comes to favoritism. So yeah. uh, let's, let's have a conversation about that, about favoritism, about uh, competition. What does it all look like? So what are your thoughts on that initial thought? Yeah, I think um, favoritism in terms of sports, Mm -hmm. like the example that James is giving Mm -hmm. is between poor and rich. And I feel like it's almost easier for me to understand that one. I mean, I can justify things all over the place. Yeah. When we're talking about picking teams, you, I hated, you know, you hated to be the person that was just standing there and you're, you know, everyone else keeps getting picked. You can just see that kid sort of just being crushed. Oh right? yeah, that was and me. And they're just melting into the ground. <laughs> yeah. like, can I just disappear from this experience? <laughs> so many hurts bringing oh, that up. Oh my yeah, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Just kidding. No, um, no, no. But then, yeah, uh, the other side of that is, um, you know, everybody, everybody wins and everybody gets a true, like, yeah. I, I think it, it's a, it, there's a delicate balance. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of professional athletes and professional sports, um, yeah, they're not, I'm, I'm not going to be picked for a hockey team. Like there's yeah. just, there's no chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't skate so well. And yeah, uh, I'm not getting drafted for the NHL no. anytime soon. I'm, <laughs> no. Just so our audience knows I'm the worst Canadian possible. I can't even skate. So I've had a concussions from trying to skate. So either way. So you're, you're the other opposite. I, I was too afraid to try. You were too hardcore to try. Yeah. I'm so pretty unwise. We balance each other out here across the table. Exactly. today. That's great. Exactly. And so sometimes I, you know, I can say, well, that makes sense. They should, favor someone who mm-hmm. is in the sport. I mean, because the purpose of that activity is this. Yeah. Um, and so even in, in sports at school, you know, the, the purpose is to win the game or, or if it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a decath, decathlete is, are those mm-hmm. the, those are the really smart people, right? Yeah. That like go and do these competitions and trivia, you know, the purpose Once of again, that. wasn't me. No, I didn't do that either. Uh, <laughs> this is not looking good for us. <laughs> but the purpose of that event. Yeah. Was. To pick people that, you know, in a sort of a specialized, mm. um, specialized role. And so I, I guess I see the difference in what is the purpose of, you know, those things. I could say, yeah, yeah. I didn't get picked, but I, I, on some level I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, James is saying, um, you know, p- two people come into the church. Mm-hmm. There isn't a competition. There isn't a, a purpose. And yet that's 
mm-hmm. to me when we we kind of pick favorites or that's to me you know yeah. if you say i'm going to pick this person over the other and it wouldn't have to be rich or poor it could be this kid is easier and this kid's harder yeah you know yeah. so i'm going to always pick this kid because they're going to do exactly what mm. i want them to do and they're going to yeah, right they're just going to submit to all the things i'm going to ask them to do it'll be easy whereas this kid's going to be harder so yeah so um i guess i see it in a little bit i've been i've been wrestling sort of with that notion you know yeah, the junior yeah. highs if i ever if we're doing a subjective type of event yeah Right, yeah. like who made the nicer looking poster? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I pick a girls' team, which you know I can I can be prone to do, I'll be honest. But if I do, you know, yeah. it's just like the boys are all over you. You favor the girls. That's not fair. You know, <laughs> you know. You're you, summarizing my ten years in youth ministry <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you're, it's kind of. But if I'm if I'm doing a, a trivia game and there's a right and a wrong answer, mm. and one team wins over the other. I haven't favored them yeah. because I, and so, um, you know, the example, so I, I guess I'm, you know, the subjective issues is when favoritism, I think, is yeah. um, more pronounced. And, and I think, especially even as a teacher before I uh, came into ministry teaching, you know, it was easy to pick a kid who didn't give me a hard time mm-hmm. and was easier to work with. And, um, so in those situations, when I was thinking about favoritism, yeah. those are way more challenging to me mm. personally. Like, um, if I want to, if I want to act like Jesus, yeah, he didn't just pick the easiest people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and so that I guess that's that's been the challenge for me as I've been thinking a little bit longer about the favoritism. Yeah. I feel like um, in the James example, it's so overt. Like the rich person gets to sit in this really nice chair, and and the and the and the poor person in that example is like one of the versions I read was like sit at my feet. Mm. Okay, like in my head, I think, well, of course, I would never do that, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, puts you under my thumb, right? Right. Like, right. Exactly. It feels almost too crazy. Yeah. But what if those two people? Mm. Um, what if we were trying to decide? If one of them got a leadership position, when we really knew we needed to get accomplished task X, Y, Z, yeah. and you know the one person maybe had more skills, or the other person maybe had more influence or more power or more, mm. that's when I think the rubber meets the road. Um, yeah. In terms of favoritism, a lot of it is uh, is motive related there, right? With that, yes, and absolutely. A lot. I feel like too, a lot of favoritism occurs in gray areas. So in life, yeah. there's so many gray areas, and and sometimes we see in scripture where it's like black and it's white but i feel one of the struggles i have with jesus in the sermon on the mount is he talks about all these like oppressed people and how they're yes. going to be you know they'll be lifted and and, and um, welcomed you know and, and um all those kinds of things that you know at the end or whenever he says you know the meek will inherit the earth all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. but then we also live in a world where once again it's a sports team or it's something that you need to actually get the best people for the job right and so you pick those people and it's like, wait, but that's us trying to honor God. So it's just like this weird gray area sometimes between like oppressing, yeah. being too oppressive and, and necess- but necessarily also doing the best you can and getting the best people for the job and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a, it's a weird, I, I find it's a weird gray area sometimes. Now, let's talk about abject thinking in this too, because okay. we were talking about kids and how they're like, you know, basically kids instantly look as if things are biased. I find that so often, right? Like they got more than me. They got the bigger cookie. I still do this, people. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> or it, you got me in more trouble, did, you know, than yeah. that. Then you got my sister or my brother. Yeah. yeah like you didn't treat us fairly. Like it's, that's, yeah. It's so weird because I find that in that area, 
So we think that that is, we're being, we're being fair to them, we're doing whatever, or sometimes it's just an accident. But kids are so cool because I, I like to say they're adults without the filter. So, <laughs> so they basically just say it and they'll, they'll, they'll say it's unfair or whatever like that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. that's their selfish nature taking over. Yeah. That's their sin. It's still sin. So yeah. favoritism and selfishness are both equally can be sinful, right? Absolutely. But, um, and so trying to balance that out, I mean, you know, with kids, it's, it's very interesting. So let's talk about family dynamics of favoritism. Yeah. I, I know sometimes it's easier to look at the church and be like, oh, you know, you're favoring <laughs> this person or this person. Right. Maybe this person has a better voice than this person for singing or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that, right? We right. make we have all these things that go through our head, but what about family when it comes right down to it? How do you deal with that actually when you're family? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, I think it, it's easier for me to have the bigger picture, the bigger perspective. If I uh, say, you know, to our girls, um, you know, I'm going to ask, I don't, I don't want to say their names. I'm going to ask Kyla to come to the store today and, and, you know, Sierra Tessa, and ask me lately, you've been asking them more and, and Mm -hmm. you're favoring her because you're whatever. Kyla doesn't even like to go to the store, which is a good thing. I picked her. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and so, right, right. But, but in my bigger picture, I can Mm -hmm. see things like, um, we haven't spent a lot of time together lately. It would be great to, um, Mm. maybe get some more driving experience on the way to the store. Or there's a couple things I want to talk to her about privately where no other ears are, Mm. are listening or, uh, you know, so those pieces are, in my mind, the motive behind why I asked her maybe twice in a row. Yeah. Right. Um, there's so many bigger things there where the motive of they they can't they can't know my motive unless I mm-hmm. sort of sit down and say, well, this is why I picked her this time. You know, and every once in a while I have to do that to say, actually, no, I'm not showing favoritism. I think that for right now, this girl needs this from me, or yeah. this girl needs this from Dad and I. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, they, like you said, and let's be honest, I'm selfishly sinful as well, but mm-hmm. um, they can only see the one perspective. They can only see where they're coming from. And so helping mm-hmm. them see, no, this is actually not favoritism. This is me trying to say, this is a really important time. This is quality time for here and here. Yeah. And, and maybe we need to do better at explaining those things. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And, and why we make decisions. Right. It, it kind of, I won't lie, it makes me think of too. Sometimes I, I look at the Bible and I go, man, why couldn't I have been Moses? Or like, um, yeah. and sometimes I even look at God in the sense of like, is he favoring, you know, certain people mm-hmm. are his favorites and stuff, but we yeah. know that he loves us all equal. <laughs> but I'm like, come on. Like, how come I couldn't walk with Jesus? <laughs> right. But then I also sit there and I like hearing that, I think. Well, there's probably a lot more involved into it, right? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. not what appears to be favoritism sometimes on the surface as well isn't right. always favoritism. Right. Could... And, and I think it's important to, we need to question our own motives. I mean, mm-hmm. I can try and question your motives, but I don't know what's going on in your head, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so if we're um, being honest with the Lord mm-hmm. and we're right relationship with the Lord, like our motives are what needs to be pure mm-hmm. in those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where we spend our time, where we spend our money on people or, or circumstances, like... I think that's kind of where the rubber meets the road. And that's kind of, that's so individual, right? You you almost, you know, you can't, you can call me out on favoring the girls at junior high, right? I mean, that can be obvious if I pick them every week (laughs) to do something. I mean, that's obvious. Other times. It could be they're more well-behaved, you know, (laughs) junior high boys are a little crazy. No, I'd say they're fairly equal (laughs) in our group. There you go, there you go. (laughs) Um, But I, I think really it has to do with our heart and, um, how we treat people. If we see people how God sees people, then our motives need to be 
yeah. sort of aligned in that fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely hear you on that. Coming back to the heart, right? Every mm-hmm. time. Jesus always comes back to the heart, always asks us yeah. about those things. And so, yeah. Um, there was a, can I, yeah, there was ahead. this uh, young guy that I was teaching. I taught at NCC for a few years and there was a boy in grade seven mm-hmm. who um, was in a, a hard home situation and, yeah. and there was some struggle there. And, and um, my inclination to favor him, because yeah. I knew sort of the rotten garbage that he mm-hmm. would have to deal with when he was in that school. Um, so sometimes I would favor him and I'd ask him more often to do something or give yeah. him opportunities to shine in, in ways that maybe I wouldn't allow every kid or, or ask every kid because I knew that mm. he needed that, yeah. right? For self-esteem and building up. And some of the kids, you know, could have said, well, you, you're clearly favoring mm-hmm. so-and-so, right? You're, mm-hmm. But because I, so so that's why I'm saying like there's these heart issues, there's these things that we sometimes know about um, that other people yeah. can't know or other people don't know. And so, um, you know, I don't see, I, I never saw that situation as favoritism. I saw that situation as building that kid up and helping him grow in self-esteem and helping him just feel confident. Mm. Whereas some of the other kids might've said, Hey, they perceive it from an outside perspective yeah. as that. Yeah. There's so many sides. Like in that situation, mm-hmm. I would say that was good favoritism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, which sounds almost like an oxymoron. But... Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, it's going to come back to the heart and it's going to come back to motive and 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 communication i feel yeah. communication is so key and and to be honest in the body of christ being able to say was that favoritism right. and, and having an open dialogue enough to say no this is actually why why i did yeah. this i uh, for this 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 mm-hmm. and maybe even in our own walk with christ saying you know why aren't i getting this and this and this in life like you know yeah. i see this person getting so farther ahead or right. i get and really dealing with first our own selfishness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's selfishness that gets in the way, but then, Goodness, yeah. yeah, but then just saying, you know, um, I trust that you made this for a good decision, God, mm-hmm. in the yeah. midst of it. And it's not how I perceive it, right? but there is actual, there's depth to it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't just a surface quick decision. Here, no. Right? Where, yeah. It's interesting. I think about myself more and more on this and how quick I am to judge others based off of my quick perception of what they're doing right and yet some people have such deep hearts towards you know different uh, situations mm. or uh, whatever they're dealing with right they're just their hearts are very deep and they've thought about it a lot and so yeah. that's good yeah. yeah good stuff for us to think about so i'll try not to judge too quickly <laughs> and think about my motives yeah. this week when it comes Join to favoritism <laughs> yeah me great. too no it's a good word it's a good word perfect well, thank you so much, Renee, for today. Um, like I said, next uh, later on this week, we're actually going to let our, our next episode, part B to this one, on James chapter 2. So I hope you can join us for that. But uh, thank you again, Pastor Renee, for your deep insight into favoritism.